from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Joining me now, attorney Anthony Lohman. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you for being here. I, I asked you to do the show about a year ago, and you were like, nothing doing. And now uh, now you're willing to do it. Why? Well, I mean, after I saw my buddy Steve drop an N-word on the, uh, on the podcast, I saw my uh, friend Christ, man, going on a rampage about, was it steam-powered power plants? And he was <laughs> going to make uh, an air conditioner in reverse or something to heat the world. So. I really think that sometimes he just he throws words at a thing. You know what I mean? Like, he... I, I, it seemed as if he knew what he was talking about, but there's no way that any of that shit is real. I know. I know that now. <laughs> he's got a he's Power. got a lot of uh, perpetual motion machine schemes going on. So <laughs> I figured I could at least come off as sane as that. So. I don't think that. Well, good, good. I'm glad that you determined that because I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Christman is, uh, you know, he hasn't got a. He, he's trying to run for office and shit. He's trying to become public advocate. That's how I heard of him. Mm-hmm. I, and, and then like. Uh, you see him the way he speaks in these in these events, you know, and he's not really wrong. I mean, if you do want a public advocate, then, you know, like Curtis Sliwa or whatever is like his whole thing is to retire the position. And that, that probably would be the best thing. That probably be, would be the best piece of advocacy that he could do. And he could still advocate anyway. But like, I, I don't see uh, it, it seems as if uh, Christman has a very political kind of a, a bent to it. You know what I mean? Like he was definitely anti Amazon. So I mean, like it really, if you're anti or pro anything, as a public advocate, really, you should just be like, well, what do the people want? What's good for them? Well, you know, in, I mean, instead of an activist advocate. Well, sure. I mean, I guess that was the whole point was that we already have elected officials, but they don't do what the people want. So we're going to make an advocate to advocate to your public officials. So it's just, uh, you know, it seems to be an unnecessary step. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's it's right beneath uh, the mayor, really. If the mayor can't fulfill his duties... Then Christman steps in. <laughs> could be, could be can one you, day. Can you imagine? <laughs> could I mean, happen. just like a ah, public advocate who gives a shit, and then like the mayor's like, "Well, I'm going to go run for president. Fuck you." And now enjoy Mayor Christman. All we need is a black lesbian wife to hook up with him, <laughs> <laughs> and we're good. We need an Afro puff of the sun, and then one uh, Dante away, you know, from from holding office. Uh, the, one of the most important jobs in politics, really, is New York City mayor. Isn't that strange? We got to get a lesbian to take one for the team, put Christman over the top. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you don't have to fuck this guy, but you can't go around saying you don't. A mystery pooper has turned Broadway into the great wipe way. Oh, I love the New York Post. Uh, the Sunday edition says the audition rooms are befouled now by a serial pooper. Yes, laying waste to audition rooms by using them as a personal potty and revolting thespians. Yeah, the stealthy uh, sting bomber <laughs> struck during tryouts for the upcoming Magic Mike musical at Pearl Studios. Oh, I've been there before for auditions. Look, this is there's a photo here, and it looks like wow. it's, looks like it's a guy actually taking a dump. Wow, it does. Like he's mid dump, except he's got it like 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 he's riding riding a roller coaster kind of a dump. Uh, look at the way he's got that kerchief tied around his neck too. Now, is that how you maintain such a? Uh, I mean, that's a very handsome man. I mean, is that how you stay so cut? Is that why we're uh, packing on the pounds because we're not shitting wherever we go? Is that some kind of uh, <laughs> must be must weight be. loss plan? So you can be. Uh, is, that, is that like a gigolo kind of movie? Is that like uh, Magic Mike? Yeah, must be. 
something about being gay and cruising uh, and, and getting sex from I gay think it people. Was that, was that a Channing Tatum movie or something a few years ago? I don't I don't remember exactly which one that was, or was that something else? Well, now it's going to be a Magic Mike musical, but yeah, I really don't know. I, I, Channing Tatum is an actor that I try not to... Uh, was, was he one of the guys that was in Pearl Harbor? I, I couldn't tell you. I thought... He's got a lot of face. That was uh, Ben Affleck or somebody, Yeah, he was it? in it. Yeah, that, that's, that movie was horrible. That's, that's, that's the movie I most resent, I think, of all well, why time. Why are you going to see a movie where America just gets its ass kicked? The end. I mean, what kind of movie is that? I mean, well, yeah, I guess he had to put the love story in there for that reason. I'd rather see. I mean, like, it's an interesting thing. It's like a 9-11 movie or something, yeah, right? Sure, so, but... like, uh, why not? I mean, uh, I'd, I'd like to see what they went through. And really, those fight scenes were incredible. Like, really? Yeah, it was uh, the bombing and all that kind of shit. It was really great action. I mean, some of the best action stuff I'd seen to date. And then that was about, I don't know, four or five minutes of the movie, it seems like. And then the rest of it was, it was like a three-hour and 55-minute movie. Uh, love triangle with this woman trying to make a decision, you know, between these two very similar dudes. And then the uh, Japanese nuke one of the dudes, and uh, he's off the hook, and uh, <laughs> that is how it <laughs> right. ends. Or... Yeah, he becomes Godzilla. I don't think that... Uh, I don't remember. I She probably didn't choose either one of them. She probably enrolled in the fucking fighter pilot program or some shit. Oh, you know? yeah. Like in Captain Marvel. Right? Captain Marvel's supposed to be a guy with a lightning bolt on his chest, I thought. Well, I think there was a lawsuit, and DC and Marvel have been fighting about it for years and years. So I think somehow Marvel won. You know, I think DC didn't renew the copyright or something, so... Oh, so that, you're kidding me. Captain Marvel is in, is, is in the Marvel world now? I think so. Captain Marvel was originally, I think... DC, Shaz It was right? Shazam, that guy with the lightning bolt, which yeah. was just Superman 2. Yeah, said, uh, Superman in a red suit. Yeah, just a guy that looks like, uh, you know... a like Hulk Hogan or something with a, a red suit and muscles and his powers are to fly around and he says Shazam and he turns into that and then he's says Shazam again and he's normal. So yeah, they really didn't try too hard back in the 30s. They kind of could come up with anything. You know? Just Batman. He likes, he likes bats. That's it. Done. He's got a cape. He has a story. There was a whole lot of ground to cover yet then you know they hadn't invented anything by the time they got to the 60s it's like silver surfer yeah they had to get a little bit creative before that it was just you know you wear a little tiny strip across your eyes and that conceals your identity and like, uh who was that mask guy like uh yeah you're right it was like you know bucky from captain america he was a a lad with a uh, little stripe across his eyes and like that was it that was his little power he was bucky Wait, Bucky was in Captain America? Who's Bucky? Bucky was the uh, Winter Soldier in the new movies. Then they made him all badass and cool. He had has, like a metal arm and he could shoot oh. lasers, but he was originally just like, you know, Robin. He was just a, oh, yeah. a little um, a twinkish boy that would follow around Captain America and he had no powers and he wore a little mask and he got blown up by, I think, Baron Zemo. And Baron Zemo? I think so. It, it might have been Red Skull, but I think it was Baron Zemo. And that was part of the... Uh, Captain America thing where he was like, oh my God, Bucky was killed. And that was like this thing he's always upset about. Oh, he's holding the kid in, in, an, in an issue of it maybe right, on the cover. Right, I think right. I recall that. Captain America, to me, I never got the personality of the guy. He never seemed like a thing to me. Just like, he's got a shield. I mean, it's just like a defensive thing, right? A shield. Yeah, no, I mean, he would throw it and it would bounce off 15 guys and come back exactly to his hand. I guess when I was a kid, I thought a shield, throwing a shield was cool. I remember like having, like, shields were kind of fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, not... Uh, and now it's Captain Marvel, and it's a woman. What's that like? You saw the movie, I think, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it? it was a really fun movie interrupted with a montage of her climbing ropes and owning the 
forwarding the male recruits in boot camp and you oh. know the boys are being mean to her at school and then they're pulling on her pigtails and then you know she'll fight an alien and she'll remember all this stuff and she'll have this feminist surge of energy and she'll uh, so she has to summon the strength to fight an alien from another planet yes, by thinking yes. of bullies okay yes it's kind of an interesting movie because she is basically a um part of a uh, alien force that's going around and hunting the scrolls which are um at first they're like monsters they're like green skin and they're uh, evil and you realize at the end she was committing genocide hunting down these scrolls and she didn't really realize it so spoiler alert oh i mean it's basically she was like an ss agent the whole time and then she realizes at the end that she was uh part of this genocide squad she was an unwitting uh ss agent uh, of outer space absolutely but you know really though when you think about it like she's fighting an alien and then she has this uh, memory of being bullied and she's able to win because of that it's a pro-bullying message you know bullying yeah, no. makes kids stronger makes girls better makes them fight harder and it makes them climb rope at a, at a steadier pace faster than all the recruits climb walls uh probably shoot straighter yeah, try harder, apply themselves. But she's an alien, so like none of this shit matters anyway. It's not like she's some Earth woman. An Earth woman can never do those things. Well, she was actually an Earth woman, and the aliens kidnapped her, and there was bodily fluid transfers where they filled her with blood from the aliens. So. Oh, I see. This. So That's, she was uh, a human filled with alien blood. I think we so. know how that was done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they said it was blood, but... Mm-hmm. There's blood in everything. Well, speaking of blood, there's probably blood in the stool at Magic Mike. There was a lot of uh, disbelief. That's uh, it says uh, actress Eunice Ray, Eunice Bay, of the uh, first incident when she saw a, a show rep slip on something, slipped on it. Someone slipped. She stopped and said, "Oh, I just stepped in shit." We all laughed, thinking <laughs> she was using the slang version of shit to mean like general mess. But then we all began to smell it. So like uh, yeah, there's a human shit in there. That's hilarious. Someone's someone's shitting in the audition rooms. So. Wow. Yeah, at at uh, I guess Pearl Studios here, and then also uh, Ripley Greer. Well, I guess someone did not get that role. <laughs> it seems like you could identify somebody from their feces, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, look who look who got turned down at the last audition. I'm sure I'm sure they're in the they're somewhere. It's certainly not somebody. Well, the thing is, and they never tell you when you audition if you got the part. You know, even if you've got, like, I don't know if I've ever gotten a part, now that I think about it. I don't think I've ever auditioned for something and gotten it. And I've probably auditioned for a hundred things. And I don't think I've ever gotten, I mean, I've gotten stuff, but it wasn't always connected to just some audition. I think I got something off of a, you know, like I submitted online or whatever, like I submitted a tape. But never like, and when you're, and then they just go, okay, great. Have you ever auditioned for anything? Um... No, I don't think so. Thanks for coming in. I did some horror movie back in the 90s, but I didn't audition. I just walked on set, and they paid me in bagels, and it was pretty fun. So, What did you do? Were you were you a victim, or were you a killer? I was part of some kind of um, mob of mutants in Toxic Avenger 4. There was a evil parallel universe where there was an evil Toxic Avenger, and there was Mayor Ron Jeremy was this you know, kind of villainous mirror. And he had somehow taken on the Captain, or uh, the Toxic Avenger, so. Uh, Captain Ron Jeremy? I I'm mean, sorry, Mayor Ron I was Jeremy? thinking of Captain America, but. Is it, did you say Mayor Ron Jeremy? Yeah, Mayor Ron Jeremy was so the Ron mayor. Jeremy, Ron Jeremy was the mayor, and was he playing himself as mayor? No, he was playing a, a villainous okay. politician. But okay. that was, you know, in his glory years, that was when he was still, like, 
I think, you know, heavily involved in the porn. I'm going to cast my vote in 10, 9. Uh, the first theory was that someone carried it off the street on their shoes. Well, that's a, that's a poor theory. But then there's no way that was plausible, given that it looked like, well, a fresh pile. Theater insiders have plunged in with their own hunches about who might have... This is a real mystery. Who might have prompted the dastardly... He didn't prompt the dastardly deposits. He shit them. Uh, some uh, suspect the uh, poopetrator uh-huh. wanted to uh, dump on the Actors' Equity Association. So he's anti-union. This after the union aggressively promoted uh, the... Ask if it's equity campaign. Oh, I see. So it's a political thing. Really? Which urge ticket buyers to find out if a show they wanted to see was a union production. So that's what it is. Yeah. So I they, mean, they couldn't theory. get the giant rat. They just decided to take matters in their own hands. Do I mean, th- the, the rat didn't work this time. Do you really think, though, that somebody shitting on the floor has... They, that? It's just like New York City, though. Actors and shit, you know, the, yeah. the, to like put together this, this theory. It's, it, it's some guy who fucking... You know, is antisocial. There was a guy shitting on the uh, playing field. Uh, and he turned out to be like some kind of a superintendent or something in, in New <laughs> wow. Jersey. You know, some kind of weird guy would go and shit on the fucking football field. People are weird and they'll shit in, in places and there's no reason. The Magic Mike audition was an open call, meaning both uh, union and non-union actors were allowed to try out. Non-union hopefuls often campaign, uh, complain that actors' equity uh, mistreats them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's enough of that. We need to unionize to stop this uh, feces infestation. Is, isn't it something that like you know somebody shits on a floor someplace and it makes the the New York City newspaper? Yeah, Although, absolutely, it should. Don't get me wrong. I mean, who calls the newspaper and says, "Listen, there's something crazy that just happened. You we need have, to get down here right away." We have Send a your tenure top guy. A hot steaming tip for you. Come down. I mean, that's a whole half a page too. I mean, they could have. They could have. Uh, it's page three. They could have covered Sunday anything paper. they wanted. They could have covered, you know, the war in Yemen. The or how about this? Yeah, the uh, from perfect crime to amateur hour, the non-mob hard hat eyed in the Gambino whack of the kingpin on Staten Island, the Forgotten Borough uh, assassination of uh, Mr. Cali, who is uh, Frankie Cali. He did. Frankie boy, Cali, uh, shot in his driveway. And you know how they found this guy? Fingerprints uh, from the license plate. Wow. Because he handed him the license plate. What do you mean? Well, I guess he pulled up and hit the car, and maybe the license plate fell off. Right. And so he picked it up and handed it to the guy, and I think they shook hands, and he shot him. Wow. So he wasn't unfamiliar to him, you know? He probably just, like, uh, acted as if, you know, he wasn't there to murder him at first. So, I mean, apparently, like, just killing a mafia Don is easier than we thought. I mean, why is everyone afraid of these guys? You could just literally run them over with your truck, and that's it. You know, right. it's not too much. Just uh, keep your hands off their, the immediate stuff in the crime scene. You know, what a dope. Uh, this guy killed this this mafia kingpin, which, what, I mean, th- there must be a lot of money in it still. They can't all be inherited, right? I mean, like, how? Wh- where do they get their money from? You know, you're an attorney. You know how these things work. Where's the money come from? I, is I it garbage? It the is same it all... thing as always, just running the unions. Sanitation. You know? Oh, the unions. Oh, okay. I think there's a lot of money in those unions still. How do they run them exactly? I mean, they that, don't they have to get elected or they run somebody to get elected? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think they just, uh, you know, I mean, everything has to be done through unions in New York City or that giant rat comes out. So uh, I don't know. I think you got to. Uh, yeah, I think you got to pay off somebody to let you do anything in this city. I mean, I think that's it's still the same as it's always been. There's going to be a hit out on that fucking floor shitter. 
Who's you know a floor shooter? Floor shitter. Oh, floor shitter could be. <laughs> hey, this guy, though, they refer to him in the newspaper here, the New York Post, paper of record, as a knucklehead. They say he's a knucklehead. He's just some stupid knucklehead with a personal beef over a woman. And that's like, that's a very fresh-faced guy, you know? I mean, he looks like a... That's probably like the freshest face picture of him, I'm sure. Well, I did read he lives in his parents' basement. So. He's only 24. I know. I mean, he's he's probably just finally got a woman after years of basement dwelling, and uh, you know his life is finally uh, like looking up. He's gotten laid. He's got a girl, and then you know the mafia steps in and says, "No, you can't sleep with my daughter." It's, hey, so what is he going to do? He's not going back to that basement. He's uh, he's he's Italian and everything, Camilio. Or Camello. Yeah, he's not a bad-looking kid. He looks kind of like young John Travolta or something. Yeah, works hard on the hair. This fucking guy. But I'm just saying, do you think they call him a knucklehead? Uh, this guy's a murderer. He's no, a fucking I mean, cold-blooded murderer. I think he ran him over with a truck and shot him ten times. So, yeah, I mean, that's not... Jesus Christ. He ran him over He ran him over with the truck after he shot him. Though. Oh, I don't know which which order was first. I Because I think, well, yeah, I guess I don't know either, technically. I'm sure it explains here. Why don't we see what it says? It was the niece... Callie's niece was at the Don's uh, mansion at the time of the hit. Well, she was at the, okay. So, all right. Anthony Camello, 24. He lives with his parents, works odd construction jobs. He's in custody in New Jersey, expected to face murder charges. Uh, the Don was 53 years old. He was blasted at least 10 times outside the uh, his mansion at Staten Island's uh, Todd Hill neighborhood. Now, I don't know if you've been to Todd Hill, but apparently it's really nice. Prompting initial speculation. Okay, now the real motive... They believe Callie didn't like Camilla hanging around with a particular woman in the mob boss family. And okay, so they still don't say who which woman it is, which I guess is probably good. But the niece was there, and uh, she may have been uh, the subject of the dispute. The niece, Camilla, safely in hand for, in cuffs before the iron. Okay, because they would have definitely repaid it, I'm sure, you know, being the mafia. A fleeting gesture that Camilla may have a lifetime in prison to regret. He had picked up and handed. Yeah, he'll always regret handing him uh, a fallen license plate right before allegedly opening fu- opening fire. In that moment, uh, he, uh, yeah, that's the incriminating evidence that he handed him. Crime scene investigators dusted the plate. They found it. It got a hit. Camello uh, realizing, yeah, so they, that's how they figured out it. Was, so that's the way it happened. You they, would think they would cut him some slack. I mean, he took apart the uh, Gambino crime family with uh, one... Uh one fell swoop. I mean, that should be something. I mean, come on. Yeah. The, you know, I understand that the uh, RICO laws, they can do a lot. But, I mean, this guy can just drive up and shoot a guy. I mean, that's the uh, that's the quick way to do it. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that, that's a very primal thing, isn't it, to kill somebody standing between you and the pussy? Because you're <laughs> trying to—you have this strong biological imperative to reproduce with this, with this woman that you're attracted to. You're finally feeling that, and, and yet— you know, this guy's standing in your way. You'd fucking kill him. He didn't have to kill him. He could have just fucked her anyway. You know what I mean? How, well, how could he expect this to go good? I don't know. What was the, the, the desired result? Was it, you think that she's going to fuck you after you killed one of her relatives? I mean, like, I don't think that uh, even the girls in the mafia, they might have some kind of fucking problem with that. Well, I mean, you know, 
it's probably only about 15 or 20 years. And when you get out, I mean, I mean, that's some, yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that shows you really care. I mean, if you kill the mafia Don, just, just for the woman, I mean, that's, that's if she's waiting for him when he gets out, then he'll know he's got a, he's got a real, uh, keeper. Uh, that's the test to, to see if she's really going to be the one, you know, you got to <laughs> kill her, her, her uncle. <laughs> and if she's, she still stands with you after that, then mm-hmm. if she otherwise visits, you move on. If, if she visits him once, I, I'll be fucking shocked. I'm sure she won't. But hey, here's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it illegal to run unions? Why is it illegal to run unions? Why is that crime? Oh, I don't know. I mean, well, that's probably how they get away with it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not quite per- exactly per se, you know. It's probably just a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of in between, a lot of gray. Like intimidation and, like, extortion. Oh, okay. So they're, they're on the margins, margins, the fringes. Oh, I, w- I mean... I would have to assume. But, I mean, and, and I like, used to live down by that that fish market in the Lower East Side, which was there for years. That place was, uh, that place was, uh, it was, it was, it was fascinating to walk by. You'd see just like just a huge giant tuna fish being cut up on the middle of the sidewalk, and uh, Chinese guys just wheeling out like squids and stuff. And they closed that place down because there was nothing they could do. The mafia just was in every facet of that business. Mm-hmm. So Giuliani just, you know, they packed that place up and uh, told just, him to leave town. I guess they're up in the Bronx now. Holy shit! But there was no. Uh, it was a fish market, and it was, and the mob was selling fish. Yeah, the Lower East Side fish market was in like every uh, every mafia movie. That whole area down there. Oh, okay. And and, and you're telling me that uh, that the, it wasn't just like when you say fish market, you're talking about a bunch of like stores and open air fish. And no, shit it like was that. just like a giant like uh, port. There was just uh, they'd be wheeling out. It looks like a big dolphin or something, <laughs> hacking it apart with chainsaws and. <laughs> Putting it on ice, there'd be like apparently the dolphin fucked somebody over and disrespected the wrong fish. That was a weird place. There was just fish everywhere. Must have been. You used to always see Chinese guys fishing in the East River with buckets, and you know they'd just be selling that stuff to the Chinese restaurants and Mm, in the East River. They always had a sign: you could eat one fish a year or something. And any more than that, the mercury poisoning will drive you completely insane. You can that the sign would say that there one was a fish sign. One, one fish a year. That's all you can have. And <laughs> okay, what, why not just go to no fish a year? You know what I mean? Like just, you could walk by there at two in the morning along the East River, and there'd be like Chinese guys with ten fishing poles in the river at once, just buckets and buckets of fish. Oh my god! So all there's all there's Chinese restaurants in Chinatown. It's just pure East River monster fish. Yeah, no telling what it is, right? Oh, I'm sure they just they you know they. They call that fish 20 different types of fish, I'm sure. You know, you order a swordfish, they're like, sure, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah swordfish right here. I wonder if they, uh, sometimes you wonder, if, is that an innocent thing? Are they just like, oh, you know, fish is fish, or are they just like, you stupid ass, you don't know fish from oh, fish? I think Chinese, you know, they don't care. They'd sell, uh, they'd sell a dead dog they'd find in the garbage as, you know, a hamburger or something. Mm. So. <laughs> They'd sell a dead dog they found in the garbage as a hamburger. It's crazy stuff that goes on in Chinatown. Uh, hamburger, here you go. I mean, I'd always see like, you know, there'd always be like a like a really starving, scraggly chicken that just got away, just running up and down the street and everyone would be trying to catch it. In a panic, yeah. Or you'd always see the bucket of bullfrogs that they'd have in Chinatown. Where yeah, they bucket just, of frogs, right. And you see the frog would get tipped over and you see some frogs hopping down Mott Street or something. It was... Uh, yeah, that's that's fucking money escaping, right? I know, I mean, that's profit. That's, like a starfish, you see like a bucket of like somebody has the fucking eats starfish and uh, it, there's 
way more fucked up shit probably that you gotta like ask for, right? Oh yeah, keep I mean, behind you, the counter. If you could walk there right now, we could go two blocks from here and you'd see like they just have those they have those squids that are totally dried out and they're just like a bucket of them, like dried <laughs> squids. Dried squids. They look like like apricots or something. And and they do they smell like super fish? No, they smell like nothing. They're probably ten years old and I'm th- I guess I'm thinking of like uh the starfish and shit that you find on the on the beach, you know, you sm- and the leg of it or whatever, and it smells, you know, like that yeah. super hard, or like the like a dried fish snack, you know, that they eat. Yeah, it's it's a uh, god that shit. It smells like fish food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's basically what fish food is—is is huh. dried up fish. Because what else are they going to eat? Like fucking beef, chicken. No they way, that's fish disgusting. Eat, fish eat fish. I'll never eat fish in a in a Chinese restaurant, but I'll, I the only kind of fish that I ever eat. Unless I'm in like a nice place and you get like a salmon or something mm-hmm. like that, or a tuna steak. I mean, I, I don't know, but like I, I typically just eat like fried cod. No, I mean, there's there's been uh, reports that I think in the United States more than half of all fish is counterfeit. There was a story where they were selling pig anuses as calamari in a lot of restaurants. Oh, for Christ's sake! Um, so is, is fish... that easier to find than the fucking? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of pig butt holes out there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like... how many squids are you gonna find out there? You know, there's... <laughs> oh shit, there's a lot of pigs. Pig butthole. Is that for real? Yeah, that you was a real be... thing. That was on uh, the Ira Glass uh, the NPR show a few years ago. You know what? If I was eating calamari, turned to be a pig's butthole, I probably. It'll probably be like, you know, I thought that calamari was extra tasty. I mean, come on. I mean, we all love we all love uh sausage. But so. it's not gonna taste like I don't know what a pig's butthole tastes like, but it but like it wouldn't taste like calamari. I, would uh, think. You, I don't know. I, they you just gotta get the texture right and then they can just uh I guess season it just right. Just sort of I guess you drop anything in, in three hundred and fifty, four hundred degrees of uh, fat and grease and shit, it's gonna come out tasting similar to whatever. Fried stuff is almost always good. Like chicken livers people eat, they're fried and it's like it's a liver of a chicken that can't taste good. Uh but people do like them. But, like, fried oysters, you almost can't tell one thing from another. So I guess that's how they end up with these, like, fried, you know, bull balls and shit like that. You know, like, uh, and, and pig anuses and stuff, too. I'd eat a bull ball. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. I, I'd eat a bit, I, I would eat a bull ball. I wouldn't eat a bull dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a little much. Draw yeah. the line of dick. I mean, I mean that's, like, that's just gay at that point. A, yeah, ball, is, a ball is a ball. I mean, whatever. Like a fucking homo, you know, eating a dick. Eat a dick. Would you eat like a fucking? Now I eat a cow pussy. You probably have eaten a cow pussy. I'm, I'm sure, sure you have. They grind it up in the beef. You wonder when you get a little burst of flavor in a certain part of the burger. <laughs> that's, that's when you know you got to that part. You start to chub up for some unknown reason. Think, man, I thought that this smelled good cooking, and I am starving. But like chili is like it's got a lot of ground beef in it and shit. I had some chili last night, and I I've I've had the chili there at this place before. And you think, how do you make bad chili? But people make bad chili, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, chili, it should be, like, a real easy thing. The chili's not good. I've had it there a few times. I don't know. It's not a Yelp review or anything. It's just, like, it just occurred to me. And uh, here's another thing occurring to me is that in Long Island, Long Island's a mysterious place. You ever go out there? There is. I don't know, I don't know which way is which when I get out there. I get uh, all kinds of turn around. And... Yeah. You ever make it up to Suffolk County all the way up to the tip? You, you've probably been out to the Hamptons before. You seem like you've been to the Hamptons. Oh, like no, a, never. I've never, I've no, never. I've, I've, I don't go further past Rockville Center <laughs> as far <laughs> as I go. Is that where your folks are? No, that's where I work. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought you worked in Brooklyn. Oh, they kicked me out to Rockville Center. The rent got too much. And, uh, we used to work. We used to be on Wall Street, but the rent was too much. So Send them to Brooklyn, now Rockville Center. Next, it's going to be Suffolk County. Oh, good Lord. Way the fuck out there. Yeah, the Hamptons is nice. I went out there and did a show one time, and those people were rich and happy 
and ready to laugh. And then I got in the car with my friend who was driving a, what he described as a hoopty, and we made it back just in time for my last set here in the city. <laughs> you know, a woman visiting her parents, Long Island burial plot. This is out on the island. Sank hip deep, hip deep into their grave, according wow. to a lawsuit. That is a creepy moment, man. Like, like you got to visit your parents. Like, Ugh. that's you like s- a nightmare. You said there. That's a lawsuit. Are they suing the deceased? Yeah, she's suing her parents. Uh, in, in I, what do you sue? The fucking groundskeeper. Uh, in the real life uh, horror show, uh, yeah, uh, Joanne Cullen, she bent down to fix a bow on a wreath by the headstone when a sinkhole formed. And began to swallow her. Uh, according to the court papers, it caused her to fall uh, forward and smash her head onto the tombstone, <laughs> cracking a tooth. Ouch! Wow. I think she was stomping on the ground, kicking her dead mother or whoever it was down there. She's probably drunk, dancing on her parents' grave. Yeah, that, that normal grave visiting <laughs> right. doesn't usually result in sinking into the ground. So she tried to bounce back, <laughs> and then she started sinking into the ground. Grabbed the sides of the, she grabbed the sides of the tombstone. Oh my God! The stunned North Belmore, Long Island woman cried for help, but no one in the graveyard could hear her screams. I mean, like that seems par for the course, doesn't it? Yeah. You're out there screaming in the graveyard, and nobody runs to help you right you away. You never want to be in a graveyard and hear screaming and see someone uh, trying to climb out of a grave. That's God, not, yeah, God, <laughs> God never knows. a good day. I run straight for that if yeah. I hear it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the creepy uh, cl- uh, calamity. Well, it occurred at dusk, of course, December 19th. You'd think the ground would be a little harder at that time of year, but uh, maybe they had some rains or some shit. Yeah, st- North Belmore. Okay, so that's that's just up there in, uh, what do you call it, uh, Nassau. So I guess, I guess, I mean, uh, who do you even sue? You just go to the graveyard and say, yeah, here's your, your papers, your suit here, Mr. Yeah. Uh, I'm serving Mr. You. Creepy Guy with a Shovel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I mean, somebody has to own the land, I guess. I guess so. I guess, isn't it usually the church or something? Or? This is getting sucked into your parents' gra- uh, grave when you go to visit them on a cool December afternoon with the sun go down. It's terrifying and traumatizing, the lawyer said. Now it's uh, now it's St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery Administrator's turn to shiver in fear. So that's who it is. It's the St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery Administrators. Well, it's called the Resurrection Cemetery, and now they have the dead coming out of the ground. So Yeah. Hey, look, I mean, we this is as close to a resurrection as we've had. You should be happy, you I dumb. I mean, once the ground starts opening up, I mean, you must be like, holy shit, is it happening? Is this it? You know, this could be the resurrection. I'm supposed to be dead, right? I mean, like, the, the ground is trying to swallow you up inside a graveyard. Your parents are down there dead. I know. You think you're finally over your parents. You don't have to see them anymore. You know, you're off the hook. You'll never see them again. And then, uh, lo and behold, there's mom. Yep. Getting sucked into your parents' grave. Okay, so a 64-year-old woman says the incident. uh, I wonder how long ago her parents died. Well, I mean, she's almost ready anyway. Just keep her there for a few more years. Right. I mean, leave her in the hole. Look, she maybe twenty more years at the most. Why, why bother dig her up? At she this says, point? "I'll never go back there again." You were just looking for an excuse. Let's face it. Uh, adding that she now fears walking in open fields. Oh, and has nightmares and headaches. That's the trauma they have to do. You've I'll never seen walk this. through another cemetery. Okay. I'll never walk through another open field. <laughs> yeah, I'll never walk through this cemetery. And, and now I have. To, I, I fear walking in open fields. I mean, what, it, how many open fields do you get to walk? And in? are there discount cemeteries? Was this like the dollar store version of a grave? There was a much nicer grave over. Over across the way, and she uh, cheaped out. It looks nice, but you wonder how come the ground is swallowing 
her, but not this fucking gigantic monument, right? I know. I mean, uh, it must she could be, really be a big chungus here. I mean, Maybe that's what she? it is. I don't know. Maybe she's a fat ass. And, they, and of course, they're not going to say that in the story. Like, by the way, she weighs a lot. Huge woman, massively overweight, falls into a grave. Yeah, the, the ground is, is not strong enough to hold her. Just like that chick who sank over by... Uh, over, over on the east side, it was over. I, I pass it every time I go to you know the subway in up there on the upper east side. Right. She was. Uh, they have chicken wings and shit inside too. But she was just outside. She's four hundred pounds. I guess she was like uh, maybe waiting for a bus or something. But she was standing there and just fucking just saying. I mean, that's the potential defense of the lawsuit. If she, she broke is so, the sidewalk. If you're so heavy that you split the earth with your steps, I mean, that's kind of like if you don't wear your seatbelt or you're drunk, you know? I mean, there's a lot of defenses to lawsuits. And um, yeah, I would think for that sure, would be if I was the defense counsel, I would say she's probably fat. So dismiss yeah. the case, Your Honor. Right. Uh, I mean, we don't have we, to look at her. I mean, we, we, we don't want to embarrass this woman, right? Let's just like, let, let's, before she embarrasses herself. Well, here's another f- mishap here. Now, this one, definitely somebody bears some responsibility in this one, and I think it is another lawsuit because uh, a hospital uh, got a test result wrong. Mount Sinai, Beth Israel, yeah, that hospital, they incorrectly told a Brooklyn woman she was HIV positive, according to the lawsuit. Her name's uh, Sandra Peralta. She went in for HIV testing March 2016. The results came back positive, according to the uh, Brooklyn Supreme Court uh, papers here. But uh, the results uh, of two more rounds of the blood work were negative. And the hospital told her the negative conclusion, uh, it's a final, final. And then a hospital employee uh, left her a phone message saying, no, you do have HIV. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then she was told the same thing when she called the hospital back. So before discovering, uh, once and for all, that she was HIV negative, uh, she underwent unnecessary medical procedures and suffered a loss of marital intimacy, which is understandable. That's I'm sure. understandable, yeah. I mean, your wife might have AIDS, might not. Yeah. You still just, hit it. You still hit it. That is... Uh... I look, hey, baby, I'm with you and everything, but uh, maybe a little you do you, I do me. What, what are you saying? That there was a procedure? They, uh, they what, sewed her shut? They said no more? You're closed for business? Yeah, I don't know what the procedure would have been. I guess maybe she went and got... All new blood or something like that? <laughs> I mean, they, I, they what, just drained her out. She started calling Magic Johnson. What did you do? Do you think he ever had HIV? Or do you think he was just I'm a spokesman for the HIV virus? I don't know. I don't know. I think he might have had so much pussy that, you know, some of the AIDS was just floating around on the surface, maybe. You know, he had just... Uh, Woman come home with AIDS on a pussy. He might have been dripping with AIDS juice all over his skin. And then, you know, it didn't... Uh, it just soaked in. It gave him a little bit of a false reading, I think. I think it was just, you know... Oh, right, right. He probably woke up one day and there was, you know, four or five women laying on him. And he just scraped them off, went to the AIDS clinic, got a test, and then uh, there's some of that res- residue. Oh, he just, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was just he was just kind of like basically... Um, like if you have talc on you and you're like... Yeah, sure, in, sure. He, sure. he was just sort of covered with AIDS. And, and it was a false reading. This is way. more of a Chad question. I think he's the licensed doctor of the uh, podcast fan group. Well, just because he's Indian, you know, that doesn't make him a doctor. Well, of course it does. 
<laughs> he could be intact. You know well, he's that. not intact, so I assume he's a doctor. Well, before discovering that, she did uh, have some problems. Uh, she's in receipt. Uh, let's see. We are not in receipt of a complaint. Okay, so that's the Mount Sinai says we did, we haven't had a complaint yet. We don't know. They, they hadn't sent it. Sometimes these things go in the paper before you get the complaint. That's how it was with Sandy Kane when she sued Compound. Well, yeah. I mean, she's also married this woman, so what kind of hoe activity is she up to? I mean, come on. Why are you going in for an HIV test I know. married? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe they have a swinger lifestyle. Maybe they use needles. Could have been. Maybe maybe that was part of a med- the medical procedure was just getting off heroin. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, she... I'm, I'm still thinking about Magic Johnson and that AIDS. Oh, yeah. Because maybe he fucks so many women that there's like some kind of like a like an honorary form of AIDS that you get, you know? Sure, just, sure. Just for or HIV. And, and like it's not... Because, man, he's... I guess... They wanted people to stop being afraid of HIV. It's the only thing I can figure. It could have been. It could have been a secret agreement. Like, you're th- going to be the face of it. You're going to convince everyone that you can get it as a straight man, which is, of course, impossible. Yeah, it is impossible. Nobody's ever gotten it as a straight man. I mean, except it was only their, one, and he got cured. So Maybe from their dentist, right? Somebody got it from their dentist. I mean, they, they were, the dentist was fucking him in the ass, probably, maybe. But. I've never heard of this. This is not a... Oh, somebody got it from their dentist, yeah. It's not not, not, not our dentist friend with the uh, crazy hair, is it? <laughs> Gurian? No, it's not Jeffrey Gurian. I mean, uh, if there was a dentist spreading AIDS. Hey, it turns out I've got HIV. He's he's a funny guy, man. He's I mean, got a lot of That could give him a lot of new material. He wouldn't have to talk about his hair anymore. He could, uh... <laughs> I've got HIV. Well, I mean, he does hang out with a lot of interesting women, so... You know, mm. but you can't get it from women as a straight guy. Uh, of course, that's that's, that's been disproven. Yeah, time I mean, and time like, again. Now, I think if you, I think it might live in a girl's butthole. I think that it lives better in a butthole than it does in a pussy. That's why everybody's after the pussy. Oh yeah, that's uh, one of the many reasons. There's all kinds of stuff in the butthole. Members of a uh, <laughs> there's calamari in the butthole. Members of a ritzy Brooklyn Heights uh, racket club. They charge. That three creepy house pros have been actually, uh, they've been sexually harassing their teen daughters for years while coaching them in a squash program. Uh, Julian Edward Burke claim, well, the Heights Casino on Montague Street reluctantly investigated uh, their allegations but hid its findings. And uh, they, they disciplined no one, according to a petition filed in Brooklyn Supreme Court. Now, what does that mean, a petition filed in Brooklyn Supreme Court? Is that like a, like a criminal? It's not a criminal complaint. It's not a lawsuit. No, it sounds like a lawsuit. A petition? Yeah, I mean, it's something like a summons and complaint, probably. A summons of complaint? A summons and complaint. Summons and complaint. Yeah, I mean, I think that's usually used interchangeably with petition. Oh, I see. Well, the Barks say that Squash Pro, uh, what's his name? Uh, see, I, 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 aren't aren't all like Squash Pros and ski instructors, golf instructors? Isn't that the whole deal? I mean, they to be help like, you with your swing, and then they stick stick it in your butt. 